It's time now for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Riekerd, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips, demonstrations of products, and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1-646-558-8656. You will need the meeting ID 848-725-450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Sparks. Well, a very good Wednesday morning to you. What is today? June the 17th. June 17th. Gosh, who remembers on this date back in 1972 of the Watergate break-in? My, my, on a Friday night. Anyway, I was a freshman at the University of Evansville then. I do remember that quite well. Just off the top, no Dave and Chris today. We have a demo from a different person today, and we'll be talking about Abby and Teresa's demo of the OptiGrill coming up in the next hour. But Dave's getting some... It's not the surgery today, but he has to be approved for it on his hand, some shoulder or arm, something that needs worked on. So he'll be doing that. But they're both gone today. So we're here and I'm ready to talk to you guys. Let's get to our panel first real quick here. Jeff, you're spinning the dials and and doing all the muting and unmuting today. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Bill. Everything is good here. Going to have a high of 86 degrees. Nice, clear weather today. Uh, actually, we've had no rain for the past few weeks. And unfortunately, uh, we really do need rain. Uh, so, but uh, that's not coming right now. Please, I got all your hands, so please be patient. And we'll get to you in, in due turn. Uh, yeah, but we're doing okay here. We will get to you. And thanks, Jeff. Um, Jennifer. You're right there. How are you? I'm good. So far, so good. I just um, saw something where they're going to discontinue the Aunt Jemima brand and logo. No, 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 no. no. Okay. All right. Um, so we got to help you later. You'll have to call Ira on your new digital scales, right? USB scales. Yes, they're 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 connected and installed, but I think there's there's two buttons on here, and I'm not sure if it's like most scales. You know, you have to hit one of the buttons and wait a few seconds for it to get ready to weigh. So we'll see. But very, it should work. Very very good. And then let's see, we've got uh, Tim in Minneapolis. Good morning. Welcome to well. <laughs> Wednesday, I guess. Anyway, it's uh, it's hot here. It's supposed to get up into the mid 90s, and uh, it's supposed to be that way today and tomorrow. So, uh, guess we better get used to it. And uh, we need rain too, Jeff. So, well, we'll rain maybe will come. We had trouble with rain in Florida, and then now we've got it with abundance or had it there. So, yeah. All right, we got a lot of raised hands. We'll get to you in just a moment. Everybody can. We had an abundance of rain here even before, but now they say we need it too. So, 
Michael Loff, Evansville, Indiana. You're going to be figure big in the first topic we're going to be talking about in a few minutes. So how are you this morning? Okay, doing very well. Um, yeah, talking about changes, so I have to acclimate that the title of what I do is changing now. I can no longer, I guess, be a webmaster. I have to choose a new title for myself, so I think I'll call myself a web administrator. There you and go. And the other cool thing that I just discovered last night, you can now ask your Google Home uh, for COVID stats, not only for your state, but for individual counties. Oh, they didn't get the memo, did they? That's been on Alexa for a long, long time. So, <laughs> and how is Evansville? You're in Vandenberg County. Is that what I, where you are, Mike? Uh, yeah, I I'm trying to remember now. It was 300 some cases and 32 deaths or something like that. Or maybe it's nine. I don't I don't remember now. So, but but they actually, they're pulling it from Wikipedia. Oh, but it is using today's date. So that was good I think that'll... um I think Lady A uses um. The BBC or Reuters or somebody, I don't know how they're getting it, but they've had it for several months because Chris has showed it to me. had it for a while, but I know like two months ago, they refused to answer anything COVID. They must have had their lawyers involved or something to say, and it would be. Did you see, Bill, where your favorite governor says he's not rolling back anything, even though the the number of cases is increasing, but it would... We have to go on with society. My cousin lives in Florida, Jen, and uh, she says you would never know there was a virus in Florida because there's no such thing as social distancing where she is. People are just going about their business day in and day out like nothing is like nothing has ever happened. So, um, and, and it's going to be the and, and and the young people. You know, I talk to my daughter and my stepdaughter and my oldest daughter. They're both young, and they say we're we're immune. We're not going to. It's nothing's going to ever happen to us. Right. And you know. You know, and I'm not going to sit there and debate the issue because it's, you know, what am I going to debate the issue with the young people? What am I going to, you know, it's pointless to debate it with them. So know? in Florida, the case of the younger people getting it has increased substantially. So we shall see what we shall see. All right, Jeff, is it time to dive in? Yeah, it's time. So let me do this. Now, you guys who have, I'm going to be asking you to unmute. And uh, Gary, you're first on the list here. And so if you can unmute your phone, Gary, we'll get to you. And then after that, we've got Joe and uh, – so go ahead, Gary. You're there. We got you. Go ahead. I'm not here? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, Okay. cool. Uh, yeah, talking about the COVID-19 thing, um, yeah, our governor here is uh, saying all these 20-something people are not uh, social distancing and wearing masks. So he's kind of putting it off on them too. Um, but, yeah, we've had a, a, some spikes. And – you know, people are just going to do what they're going to do, and you can't, you know, convince them. It's like certain political subjects. They have their opinions made up, and whatever you can, you know, have ironclad facts for your side. They're not going to buy it because they have their mind made up, so that's what people are. But it's 71, I think, here right now, and it's supposed to be up to 94 uh, today. And I think we're supposed to have some rain over the weekend, supposedly. So, so that's uh, what's yeah, happening that, here. That would be a good thing, but... Yeah, you're right, Gary. It's going to be what it's going to be, and time will play out. Wow. Went wow. around here. <laughs> I'm sorry, Gary. What'd you do to Gary? I muted because I thought he, he had paused. I thought he was finished there. So uh, Go we'll ahead, get Gary. to you. Oh, well, I'm okay. going to lower your hand, Gary, and we'll get to you in a second. Okay, Joe and Ellen, or Joe and Albuquerque, whatever. Go ahead. 
Oh, hi, this is Joe here. 63 degrees, going to get up to 93, down to 62. Now, I'm, I'm wondering about the Adobe Flash Player. I always get these messages after December 2020 is not going to be supported. And when I do stuff like when radio was, I, I arrow down to get Adobe Flash Player. I tab and then allow, and, and that, that actually seems to work. But that scares me after December 2020. What the two podcasts I'd like to listen to, when radio was and, and, and pipe dreams, they, they're both the same way. So is there any, any any info about the Adobe Flash Player? No, it's not going to be supported, and all these podcasts that are using Adobe Flash are going to have to go to HTML5. Mike, yeah, that, that, that's a good thing, Joe, because Flash it has a lot of security issues, so that'll force them to do what many sites have done for years and use HTML5. Uh, they'll just have to get away from it. It'll it'll still be there, Joe. Yeah, it, it'll it'll still be there for a while. But again, there are people who won't be using, won't be able to use Flash eventually. I don't even, I don't, I don't know of any websites that I use that have Flash anymore right now. So that's that's all I can tell you. We have next next on the list is Buddy out in uh, was it North Carolina, South Carolina? Uh, North Go ahead, Carolina. Buddy. Asheville, to be more precise. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Good morning, Bill, and good morning, everybody. Uh, Jeff, and everybody on the show. Hope everybody's doing well. We're doing fine. It's. Uh, I think it's about 40 or 50 slim degrees in Asheville. It's not going to be very uh, hot here at all. It's going to be, I think, maybe might get up to 70 degrees. Well, I bought me a new computer. I got tired of uh, fooling around with the uh, slow. I bought one with an i7 processor and 32 gig of RAM. And I bought a Droid. I bought a uh, 10SE from Samsung. I'd like to know, uh, I've already got the computer straightened. I've got JAWS 2020 and System Access. What apps do you recommend on that um, um, Droid? I put Talkback on it, and I finally got the voice, uh, uh, Ryan, and I'm going to put Tom on there. What what apps do you recommend? And uh, I hope everybody's doing well and staying safe. We're, we're staying safe. I'm staying in the house. I might go to Cracker Barrel. I'm not ready to go out to a restaurant yet, but uh, we'll see. Uh, people have made up their mind what they're going to do, and they're going to do. And you just have to be careful and use common sense and just... Say your prayers and ask God to take care of you every day. That's that's all you can do. Couple things, I hope buddy. Everybody has a good day. Yeah, buddy. A couple things before you go. Your Android, you can use any app that's supported by the Android Store. You'll have to go to the Google Play Store. But if you right. have a Samsung, if that's what you got was a Samsung, it also has its own voices that you can use. And you've got something there called Bigsby if you have a true Samsung. So you won't be limited. And if something doesn't work as well as it does on the iPhone, but um, and your computer, where did you get it at? Is it a desktop or a laptop? It's a laptop. It's a Dell, and, I, and 32 gig RAM. It, it it that's overkill, I know. But uh, the other one had like four, and then I put eight in it, and the guy messed it up. It, he put a solid state drive. This one's got two solid state drives in it. Uh, one of them's a terabyte, and one of them is um, just a, it, what it has Windows 10 on it. And I was just wondering, what do I need to look out for? I'm going to put Winamp, and it, but it loads JAWS and System Access so fast. I don't particularly care for the uh, browsers. I, um, I've got Chrome, and I've got Firefox. I miss Internet Explorer, but it, was, it seemed to be more accessible. But as you know, you can't use Internet Explorer. But it's a fast computer. It's a Dell um, laptop, and it's got an i7 and uh, um, 32 gig of RAM. It loads it real fast. 
Well, uh, and, and I, I put talk. I put talk back on the uh, droid, and it's got Bixby, and I, and I put the voice Ryan, but I'm still working on. Well, you, you can put several different voices. You can even put. Um, well, you can use several different voices. So, that that would be your own preference. You can download your Bard. You there's just all kinds of apps that you. Yeah, I've still got my iPhone, but I just decided to. Uh, you can do the. the I'm, you're not limited. I like my iPhone, but it's too proprietary for me, and I said. Well, it's time to me to go back to a droid tribe. One nice thing you'll like about getting apps from the Google Play Store is that they're paid apps. If you download it and you don't, and it doesn't work for you as long as you uninstall it right away, like within the same day that you downloaded it, they won't even charge you for it. Good. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, Jen. So just keep trying with things that you think you like. And it's it, it will work for you, but we want progress on how you're doing with I the would, new drugs. I, like, I can't wait to hear um, I can't wait to hear Earl Bailey on Deep Tracks and the Legend on my, my phone. Uh, I love to hear Deep Tracks and Earl Bailey and I used to talk to each other all the time on the phone, and uh, we we became friends since 2001. He's still live every day, every morning. Um, Unless it's syndicated and they've got it with the computer, but uh, he even knows what time it is. So um, that's that's still a good channel. Twenty seven is a good channel, and I've got it on my iPhone. I've got it on Alexa, and I put it on that Droid. And I'm just wondering, what app? Are there any apps that, or any good websites or any mailing list anybody recommends? I, I, let me tell you this real quick because we got a lot of callers. But there's something okay. called Accessible Android, or just right. go in on your new fancy computer. And type in okay. accessible Amazon groups, and Mike may know of a few here. Okay, but thank you. There is there is some Androids. Michael, do you got any suggestions for him? Well, I was thinking one app. I believe it's called Lookout. And I want to make sure, but that that's the app that people are raving about. That Google put out that does artificial intelligence about detecting items and scenes and. A lot of people have been raving about it. So right, and you can use Ira, and you can use just all kinds of things. So you're not limited like you used to be with the Android. So I'd give that a try. All right, Jeff. All right, Gail, go ahead. You're on. Just a second. Hi. Um, I uh, I was just wondering, I heard that thing about Aunt Jemima. Uh, we're not going to talk about that, Gail. I mean, okay? just, That's just not going to be talked about. Sorry. Um, I, I, I'm um, checking on a headset. I'm just talking to my computer guy now. I'm just checking on a headset for the so that we don't have any problems, you know, later. And and also things are going well here. I wish we'd get some rain. You know, the weather's kind of it's. I haven't had to have my air conditioner on yet, which is good. Huh. So that's fine too. I don't think well, I've you. lived in a world without an air conditioner, but yeah. Well, that's I have good, my, Gail. I have mine on right now, Gail, because I face the west and I get all this sun in the afternoon and there's no cross ventilation here. So my air conditioner is running because if I don't run it, it, would, it will never keep the place cool. So it's on and right now. Th there are plenty well, of good headsets, yes. That's about it. And everything's go everything else is going fine here. All right. Well, good luck on those headsets. If you have any questions, let us know. All right. Next on then this is Mickey Quenzer out in, uh, I forgot, I guess it's... Um, He's actually it's in Kentucky, I think. Kentucky. Now, now Mickey, I'm going to yeah. unmute you. It's going to ask you to unmute yourself here. So, Mickey, go ahead. And it may be a little bit of a delay here for Mickey Quenzer. But uh, yeah, try to unmute yourself. It. There you go. Go ahead, Mickey. Hey, um, it's very interesting how they keep messing around with this stuff, the Zoom. But anyway, um, 
What was I going to talk? Oh, I was going to say, uh, I don't have the exact uh, degrees around here, but it's cooler than it used than it was about a week ago. And so I'm happy about that. Um, uh, can you guys, I can't hear. Oh, we're hearing you. Go ahead. We're hearing you real good. Yeah. We're hearing you. Um, I am, I, I have a question that I don't know if you guys have an answer for yet. And that has to do with micro, uh, Microsoft Excel and the iPhone. Has anybody been successful working with Microsoft Excel and spreadsheets? Like for instance, I have a spreadsheet that's got a, um, got uh, it's a it's a email well it's a it's a list of people with email addresses and home addresses and no matter what i do i can't get that stupid thing to track does anybody have any suggestions as far as iphone and microsoft excel it's called i can't a answer that question i i don't use excel on i use excel on my computer that's the only time i use it it's called the computer mickey um i don't know <laughs> if there is a is a good answer for that i i can make it work but then it's hard to go from row to row when you go i can make it work some people say that google sheets is working better now okay that, i'll try that. that 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 might be the answer for you but i've i've never had a lot of luck with spreadsheets to me the Microsoft program on the iPhone is one of the most clunky things. I've, you know, it's all right, but it seems like maybe Apple, I don't, maybe it's not the iPhone. It's just not real good for those types of things. And that's why I always have to have a computer. And and I don't know if that's right. just me you know, maybe I mean, it's you my use lack it, but you got to keep playing with that rotor to get to the columns and rows and stuff like that. It's a pain, Mickey. It's and not the I easiest don't, thing to do. What about you, Michael? Do you? I I I don't use it on the iPhone, uh, but maybe that would warrant a call to Microsoft Accessibility or. Oh, I'm site. tired of those guys. They AK, yeah. There's a website for all their accessibility stuff, aka.ms or something. It's a weird URL. Yeah, but that, if there's I'm anything there for the iPhone. I'm very disappointed with Microsoft support lately. You get, you have to talk to people who don't speak English, and you don't really get, you don't get any, the results you used to get. But anyway, that's just my oldness coming through. But um. I have never had a problem with them, and I used them a few weeks ago, and I had a problem with my computer after an update, Mickey, and every sound card was turned down to zero, and I couldn't do anything with the computer, and they were able to help me out. So I, I think it depends oh, on the question you have. And Yeah, that's unfortunately, it does depend on the question that you have. But what about, has anybody worked with uh, Android? And uh, I'm, I wonder if uh, Google Sheets would work better with that. I'll just have to play, but I thought maybe. I, I, I think that's going to take some playing, and I wish I could tell you i just kind of gave up on iphone and the spreadsheets um yeah i think i'd want to do a bluetooth keyboard with either one yeah a bluetooth keyboard might still trying to do a might screen. work for you but it's still daggone clunky or even a braille uh, display you know but why do you feel that you have to use an iphone for it i mean mickey that's what that's why there's a computer i mean that's why i would use a computer if i was gonna well, use well jeff you know you're supposed to be able to become a little bit more modern well, yeah. I don't see that. I don't, you know, there's a big, there's a big thing about becoming modern and there's a big thing about becoming modern. And, and yes, I get that, Mickey, but the problem is that I don't think that spreadsheets, 
the screens really lend when themselves you, well for iPhones. It's, it's real simple, Jeff. When you spend almost $900 on a phone, you should be able to do it. You know, my I'm, theory I'm is a little you. different, I'm, Mickey, uh, and I'm not going to argue with you on it, but my theory is I buy a phone for one reason, to make phone calls and to read email. I, it's not my computer, but that's just me. I didn't buy a phone to do all that stuff. I bought right. a phone to make phone calls and right. text message. Well, okay. even sighted people have commented about clunkiness and right. using the Microsoft apps right. on the iPhone. Yeah, it, it is. And just remember, Jeff speaks for only Jeff. I, so. I, that's right. I'm not speaking for anyone else but me. Right. And Jeff is different. <laughs> I'm, I'm messing with him. I'm, I'm messing with Jeff. Thank you, Mickey. Thank you, Mickey. We got Bill in uh, Chicago, Chicago, Illinois. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, you guys hear me? Oh, yeah. Yes, we, we hear you. Okay. All righty. Well, I just a real brief thing. It's about 80 degrees here. We'll get close to 90 today. Uh, all week and rain this weekend. And while I got you on here, I won't bother you guys. Next week, I got a doctor's appointment at tele a teleconference from a doctor at 8:40. So I won't be here to bother you, Bill. So you can talk about anything you want or ridicule oh. me or anything you want next week. I won't be here to listen to you. Right. Well, I'll, 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 be, I'll be sure to do. It. <laughs> Have you done the telehealth before, Bill? Yet? Or is this the first time you're doing no, this? First, first time I'm doing it. So I'll see how it goes. See how it goes. Oh. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll I mean, be good with it. Oh, yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll you be know, okay. we, I mean, we have I'll, a lot of people who, not, yeah. who tell I me. I much to talk to him about anyways. Maybe. Right, well, that's good. <laughs> you don't want anything yeah, to talk Everything's to doing okay, so I really much do. Our usually my appointment never lasted more than 10 minutes, so when I see him finally. But, but the thing of it is, it says, be ready 15 minutes before your time, which my time is 8.40. So it says, be, be ready by, by 15 minutes before or at least up to an hour afterwards. So I can't use the phone probably from about 8.30 until 9.30 in the morning Central Time. So, you know, it's like, and I may I may get on there after I get off the doctor. I'll see what time it is, what you guys are doing. Right. Well, part of that is the, that way a nurse or someone can speak with you before. Right. Any, right, right. I know what it is. Right. Insurance. Said, yeah, because cause she said, they said, go on to my chart. And I don't have my chart on my computer. So she'll just have to ask me the question. So, so you'll do fine with it, Bill. Oh, I won't. I'm not worried yeah, about you, it. You I never have a lack of answers. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I won't have to. Won't have to worry about me next week, Bill. Like so right. far early, anyway. So right. You can talk about me all you want. Okay. Good. I will. <laughs> I will take every advantage of that, Bill. I promise. All right. you. I'll see you on Friday okay. night, buddy. All right. All right. Okay. We've got Ellen in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Go ahead, Ellen. Good morning. Um, I just wanted to thank both you, Bill, in Chicago, and if Dave and Chris are listening, um, them too. I use the Rejuvenate to take care of the stains out of my carpet, and it looks wonderful. Rejuvenate. Yeah. Rejuvenate. Rejuvenate. Yeah. And it, does it work pretty mm -hmm. good? Maybe. I yeah, it actually did. And what you do with that is you just, it comes in like a spray bottle. You just uh, spray it there and there, let it sit a few minutes, and then vacuum it up, and it's nice. Mm. Let it dry, and there you go. It looks It looks like we need a little like downstairs. Yeah. We need a little of that downstairs. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good, yeah, Ellen. Yeah, just, um, you, you can get it at, I got it, this one at Walmart and in the cleaning aisle. So just get a bottle of that, and it's just pretty easy to use. Yeah, well, we'll give it a shot, maybe. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you, Ellen. Yep. Uh, all right, Jeff. Okay, we'll... next on our list is Alan Ramos. Go ahead, Alan. 
He may have to be unmuted or uh, unmute himself. Let me go. Let me go. Oh, yeah. go ahead, Byron. Go, go ahead. You're on. Hello to the panel, and how are you guys this morning? We're all right. It's very early there in Ontario, California. Well, it's about six-something in the morning. Oh, my. And you sound like you've been up for two or three hours. I've been up for at least about probably three, you know, between three and three-thirty in the morning. Yeah, I think you're like us. You don't sleep so well sometimes. I don't sleep too good because uh, no. I hear noises. But yeah. anyway, I've had a challenge with Windows 2000, uh, version 2004 with the OneDrive issue since I did the update. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What what seems to be your problem? Well, it's probably getting signed in, I think. Once you do the update, sometimes it, I guess it signs you out, you know. Yeah. Well. So with the help of the Disability Answer Desk, I was able to get uh, those issues resolved. Well, that's good. That's very, very good. Do you know? That's real good that you got and you used the help and you were able to sign in now and now you can... Uh, I'm signed in right now on two, on two, the, the two computers I updated. Oh, yeah? So that's going to be always the issue, Bill, when you do all these updates. Things, your settings change a lot. Have you noticed... Uh, has uh, anyone on the panel noticed any settings change once they updated? Well, their you know, Alan, for whatever reason, and I haven't pushed it. I know I could go find it if yeah. I wanted to, but the 2004 update has not been on my computer. Okay. And I know I could go out and get it. Dave Reeker did, and it destroyed all of his sound cards. And, you know, oh my gosh. we depend upon that in broadcasting because I've got a sound card here for this and that and this, and I do it this way. And I'm like you, Mickey. I'm getting old. I do it the same way for years and years and years and years, and then it all changes. So then you have to change it back. So what we're learning to do is to write down our settings or record what they are so we know that we can get them back the way they were. And I, I wish Windows would not do that, but it does, unfortunately. And it's a bad, bad, bad thing when it happens. Yeah. But the guys that I've had to help me with this said it's a syncing problem usually in Windows once it's the update has been done, you know. Yeah, it looks like it would remember your settings or do something, but now some, I thought it would. Yeah. But my other issue, Bill, uh, is I I bought some third-party software too. Was another problem we all that I've had with the screen readers. That was my mistake buying that third-party software. I've had to have that removed. You know what software was it, Alan? I bought uh, S Antivirus Client uh, and some other things I put on my computer. Oh, and I understand that, but I, you know, you if you're going to do a third-party antivirus program, you really, really, really want to get one that's less intrusive on your computer. It doesn't mess up. I've always had trouble with Norton, and I'm I, not trying to dish them that, or anything. But and, and then not only that, though, that Norton is tough to get off your machine sometimes. You, you can't is. get rid of it. Um, not I have. I still use Viper V I P R E, and that is so unobtrusive. You know, you, you don't even know it's running. And Probably. I've had that thing running for years on my machine. And I don't know if you really need it. They say that with Windows Defender, you don't need them like you used to. But I still have that as a backup, and that's that's just how I look at it. Mike, do you use any antivirus software on your machine? No, I use the built-in uh, Windows tools, and they work just fine. They say the reason Viper works so well is because it doesn't work at all. 
Uh, well, but... the thing to understand about these softwares use the same engines in the background. They do. Check the viruses. So you can install three different pieces of software and they're all using the same tool to do their job. So, so it's, you but know, for me, it, Microsoft is it is what it is. But Alan, be very careful of some of the thirds. I've had a lot of trouble with Norton and that will tend to do things to your, comp I've just had bad luck with it. The computer guy that I used to know, he just loved it, swore by it, told his customers they had to have it if he wanted their work guaranteed on, you know, his work guaranteed. And I don't know. I told him, no, no, no. I've done it before. And... Just because it's a third party does not mean it's going to be accessible, and it's not. No, no, no. Jeff, do we have any place else? Yeah, to we, go? So we have plenty of people still. We have. Okay, let's get to Jerry out in Indiana, Pennsylvania. So go ahead, Jerry. Okay. Good morning, everybody. Just want to say it's a pretty nice day. We've had comfortable weather, 66 degrees, and it's going to go up to about 79 today. But the humidity is going to come up over the weekend. And uh, looking forward to the Belmont Stakes on Saturday. Yeah, it's one of my favorite times of the year, the Triple Crown. Yeah, that is. It's going to be interesting watching that without an audience. Yeah. <laughs> without fans. yeah, right. You just hear the horses, probably. Yeah. Yeah, but you're going to do that on Saturday, and you really like that, and just have your Kentucky Derby in September. <laughs> just because everything's out of whack, you know. I, I, I like the horse racing, Bill, but I could bet on those horses and never win. I could go to the racetrack and bet on 10 races and lose all 10 races, so <laughs> gambling is certainly has never been my uh, my forte. No. I, I can tell you that. Hey, Fran, I've asked to unmute you, so uh, I know there's a bit of a delay sometimes. I'm not sure, but uh, you would be next here. And after Fran, we've got Julie McCullough. And after Julie McCullough, we have we have Mickey Quenzer again. So let me see if Fran's on. I'm, I'm going to get to you, Julie, and then we'll get back to you, Fran. And we're going to ask to unmute you. Go ahead, Julie McCullough, if you're there. Hello, Julie. Good morning. Good, Good morning, morning, Julie. All right. Um, as far as the antivirus software, I did have someone tell me that... Um, that it is kind of hard on the screen readers and stuff, and they suggested Nod32, but I've had Nod32 mess up a couple of computers, so I don't want to mess with it. And the last time, I was parked where I thought I would. Antivirus software is good enough for all that. So. Yeah, I don't um, know that Nod32 is, we used to use that. I, I do remember, but. The, that was then, this is now, and I'm not even sure it's worth it, to be totally mm -mm. honest with you. Mm -mm. I didn't think so because it messed up two computers for me. Um, also, did the recipes not go out last week? I don't know. I didn't see them, as a matter of fact. I'll ask Chris about that. Okay, because my room and I thought that lemon butter chicken was something we maybe could use. Well, you know um, what? I'll drag it back out. Okay, thank you. I will make sure that Julie 
the one and only Julie gets that recipe, so that's not going to be a problem. And that was the one that served eight, because Dave and I were joking around last week, and I said, it really doesn't serve eight if Dave and I were at the house. We'd be eating, each of us would be eating four pieces of chicken, and, uh, and, and everyone started laughing on that, if you remember correctly. So Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, and Julie, so I'll check on that, because I didn't put it in the... No, and I don't think so, because I didn't put it in the podcast notes either, so... But okay. it will come back, so you right. will get it, okay? All right, thank you. All right, thank All right. you, Julie. And now I think Gary and... Okay, Fran, I... go ahead, Fran. Hi, am I on now? Yes, yes you, you are. are. Okay, good. Well, um, I had a disconcerting experience at the grocery store the other day. Oh, yeah? I went because um, the reason I went to the store was because I need to use food stamps and you have to scan, you have to beat at the store to scan the card. I've been getting things delivered, but, you know, I'm using a lot of my own money that I can afford, you know, when I have the food stamps. So I decided to go in and at first everything was fine. And then they came and informed me that they could not help me. Um, that they, they no longer would help me shop. Um, and I said, well, you know, I have a mask on. I said, if you go on one end of the cart and I'm on the other end of the cart, what, I don't understand what the problem is. And they didn't bother to tell me that, but apparently the baskets are four feet long, not six feet. And so, um, I was rather upset to say the least because, you know, here I am expecting to get my groceries and I can't do it. And, um, it was just very, very disconcerting. So if you what, have what somebody did, to go to... What did you do to solve the problem, Fran? Well, I, when I came home, I got a little more calm because <clears throat> I was very angry. So when I came home and got a little calmer, I called the store again, talked to a man, uh, another manager. And, and um, their, the, the store website is not, at least to me, accessible. I don't... Maybe it's me and I don't know how to do it, but it's just... A mess. So I can't find anything on it. I can't even get an account on it. Um, so none of their delivery, uh, their delivery doesn't do food stamps either. So I did go back in with a list, and they did go and get my stuff this time. But I'm not. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do in the future. I don't know whether all stores are, are being that nitpicky or whether. You know, I mean, to me, that's that's nitpicky. Well, I think so, because uh -huh. I was at Walmart and they they were letting anybody go anywhere around. There was no problem. And Jackie Miller went to Walmart last week with just her list. She had to wear a mask, but they helped her throughout the store and she got several, several, several items. So I, I know it so depends. This is, What's the name this of the store? This is H-E-B grocery store. A-T-V? No, H-E-B. H-E-B. Oh, H-E-B? Yeah, Hoco, Hotel Echo Bravo, H-E-B. Yeah. Yeah, we have you Have you, I, I don't know, I mean, I, I, I don't know if there's agencies that can help you out in where you live in Austin, uh, can help you do the shopping, but I, I know other oh, people have had the same experience. I have a friends of mine who live in Albany, and they want to be, they want to have someone at the store go around with them, and the store is saying, we can't do that now, and I, I don't know I, I don't know what the solution is because um, yeah. I use Instacart and I use Shoprite, and of course I have I have people I know who can help me go shopping. Right, but and Bill, you... you are so right about Walmart. I was in there a few weeks ago and I had my mask on and everything else, but you wouldn't know of anything about social distancing because that place was packed wall to wall. 
but if you need to use your right, if you need to use your food stamps, you need to be able to use those food stamps, or they need to put it into the built-in app, or some way, somehow. I mean, I've really yeah. advocated for this for a long time. I've said this it's, before. It's a, it's a problem. You can't use food stamps on Instacart. You have can't. You, next time you have to go to HEB, I've got a suggestion, Fran. Have a calling them up in advance and asking to talk to a manager, the one that you normally go to, and say, look, mm -hmm. I'm totally blind. I need to go shopping. Um, if you don't want to go around with me, I, I'll come to the store. I'll give you my shopping list. Can you help me out? And, and, and I'll be waiting somewhere in the store or somewhere outside. I don't, I don't know if that's a better solution. Yeah, Mike, do, what, would, what would you say, Mike? Because, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm drawing at straws here. Well, I'm trying to help her out. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think she already did that. She said she took a list and they got it for her. But I'm wondering if there are any other stores that you could utilize. And, well, I and the problem is sometimes I don't know exactly what I want. I want frozen dinners today, but I don't know exactly what they have or exactly what I want. Exactly right. You're, um, I'm not going to stereotype here, but a lot of people see three or four or five things and they want to think about it for a minute. That's their right to do that. Yeah. And you know what I mean? That's 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 the way it is because maybe you want this but no you want to think about it well i think back in the like 84 i did it over the phone i used to call up this girl lisa bill when i first lived in vincennes and they didn't have any delivery and i would call and then and then she would call me back and say hey we don't have this but we got this do you want this and that's and i did it via telephone and then well, uh, went and got the items, or at that point, actually, I had a cab driver that would bring the items to me for like see, $2 and a quarter, but that, that was the, like, yeah. the problem in Instacart and Shipped have knocked these little small delivery services out of business that might have been more independent or whatever. Does this ATV, do they offer delivery service on their website? Yes, they do. However, they're not able to take food stamps on it. Right. And see, that's an issue. And that's an issue for a lot of people. And that's something I'd like to look into because it bothers me. It bothers me. Well, here's an idea because um, I've seen people do this. You, you do have some tech savvy. So what if you use the Walmart grocery and that way you order the things and then all you have to do is show up so you could either, I don't know if you how you get to the store to use an uber or something or do you, you well usually i take metro access to the store oh, okay. or paratransit and then i take a, uh, uber or lift home right and so then there comes the other problem can you get all these items you know well maybe you can with a with an uber and i understand it's difficult it is just difficult but the, right, but the way that works just just to finish the thought for anyone that doesn't yeah. understand it you actually go there and they have like windows around the side of the store so you pull up they load the groceries they scan your cart and they will do the, the food stamps as well that way so that is one way to of course you have the added yeah, cost i'm wondering if the reason the reason that, that they don't take the phone stamps online is because of to prevent fraud and maybe there's a federal regulation well they're that just up. because there's a lot of items that aren't covered and it's hard to isolate the things that you know the food stamp cards will take and, and will not take I think that's part of it. I, you know, I don't know, but it looks like there should be a solution for, especially in these times when maybe maybe you can't get into the store. There really needs to to come up with some 
type of idea or they need to build it into their app that they could use the food stamp card and then it will determine what's eligible and what's not eligible for um you know the use jennifer do you have any input on that i'm just trying to think i wonder if you could if one of your stores offers something like quick pick or whatever they call that like kroger's has when you can go when you order it and then go pay for it and pick it up right but i i think i know where fran's coming from a little bit when you look at all these frozen dinners and they're just tons oh, I know of, it's hard to decide. And you, you, and you can't, can't always see. remember everything that one that they have. And I think, unfortunately, the new normal in this day and age is if you can't see, um, it's 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 going to be a problem. And and you, I've learned that <laughs> I just I just can't go to the store and say this is what I want. I don't know really. I have to I actually have to know in my in my head and write it down because they they just don't want to deal with it any other way. But but I am it concerned. just concerns me that if we get to a point where because visually impaired people aren't going to be able to get help in places because they don't want to get that close to you. But it doesn't stop them from doing other things. So well, no, it doesn't stop them from doing other things, but they. But I, I just don't like wanna, that idea that people would be afraid to help somebody or wouldn't help somebody because they'd have to get is, close to them. And this is weird because I had the other, the other. I went to the bank and then I had two people want to help me, and I didn't really didn't need help. I knew where to go, how to walk in and walk out, <clears throat> and I was kind of like, I really don't want people close to me if I don't need them to be. Right, but then and one lady but, said, I don't care. I'm going to help you anyway. So you just never, never know. But I'm. I'm making notes on this topic because this does concern me because it affects other blind people. And this would be one maybe to reach out to the blindness organizations and, and say, and, uh, hey, wait a minute. There, there, and that's an issue with the shopping carts, even if, if they could do it, you know, by Instacart or whatever. And so I'm really concerned about that. Well, what I'm saying is this would be a good time before you have these national conventions to reach out to both organizations and see if yeah, either I mean, both would adopt a resolution to address this. Right. And if we have time in just a few minutes, we're going to be talking about that. We got a few more calls, Jeff? Yes, we do. Okay. So let me, uh, now let me get to well, Mickey. You're up next. We got Julie McCullough and we have Ellen in um, Albuquerque. Just to name a few here. Okay. So Mickey, I'm going to, I'm going to have you un unmute yourself, please. So... Go, there we go. go ahead. Go ahead, Sorry Mickey. About that. Okay, um, you're on. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, basically, I was going to say that I really appreciated you guys um, doing that tribute last week to Chris. I mean, not it wasn't last. I listened to it last week, oh. <laughs> um, and it was really good. I appreciated that because um, you know you guys are all special. And when something, I mean, I remember you know when Don Coco passed away and. It, it just really affects you um, because we've, I mean, we've been around the legend for, well, I don't know, I, I think from the very beginning for me, because I think I remember trying to figure out how in the world I was going to use Internet Explorer to go to that website the first time. So, you know, anyway, we, I just wanted to Oh, thanks, say Nikki. I you know, that. I'm going to bring back a recording I just found the other day. And no, it doesn't mean anything to too many people, but it's a recording of Wal Kramer interviewing me on Tech Talk. And we were talking about radio lookup, of all things. You know, the, the, the website where you did the... 
you know, you looked up all the radio stations and all of that stuff, and and we're talking about that in the beginning of the legend. So way, yep. way, way, and then go ahead. and there was also a radio webcaster. I, I remember listening on my patio with one of those things. And uh, in fact, I remember working with Mike, <laughs> Mike sometimes trying to figure out what. Um, how to how to make one of the radio stations work that wasn't working and all those all those fun things back in those days. I was involved so. with that too, providing content. So we 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 go way back there, Mickey. We're too yeah, old. Radio right? webcaster was kind of a neat thing, but I yeah. sure had a hard time getting it to work with my old computer because I had a braille display that wanted to use the same port and. I had all kinds of trouble with that thing. Yeah, we, we we remember that quite well, right, Michael Love? Oh, yeah, it's funny because I just listened to a podcast the other day with Mark Cuban, and I remember getting the letter from Mark Cuban threatening the legal beagles because I had indexed at that time what was AudioNet and eventually became Broadcast.com. I had all the direct URLs to the... Uh, oh, my God. Oh, those yeah, days, Mike. don't even tell me about that. I've been threatened by so many people. Oh, what is that guy from Chicago that Bill loves so well? Carl. Oh, Carl Amari. Yeah, he. I've still got the letter where he was going to sue me and do this and do that. Kept right on working. Found out he didn't more them some of the rights than I did. So, there you go. Julie, you're up next. Yes, um, Fran. I know this will not would not completely solve your problem. And it is expensive, but if you formed a relationship with Schwann's, they do, they at least have taken food steps, I guess, in the past. And they have a Braille catalog, and so you can place orders with them. Of course, they only come every couple of weeks, and it does not help with fresh things. Um, and it might be, some of their food might be more food stamps than you got. I don't know, but some people do use them. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they do Braille catalogs anymore. They used to. And, I haven't used them for several years now, or at least not since we've gotten. To but I know they—they're definitely involved with with the food stamps. I don't stamp think program. they do anymore, unfortunately. But they do use food stamps. They take debit cards, and they will bring it to your home, and you can call them on the phone and make your order. Is there a website accessible enough that the average person can use it now, Bill? Yes, it is. The website's accessible, but their phone number is very definitely accessible, and they definitely take food stamps. Yeah, but I was just thinking if you didn't have a catalog, you could look on the website and see if there are things you right. might want and then call them if you didn't feel like Right, if you didn't it. want to do all the ordering, and of course it's accessible on the iPhone too. So yes, that is accessible. Yeah, and the other thing I wanted to mention, because I talked about doing an Uber or Lyft round trip, that keep in mind that if you do that, it's not twice the price because when you load, that's $5 and that driver gets three. So say, for example, if it cost you $8 to go to Walmart, it would only cost you $11, you know, maybe eleven fifty or 12 to do a round trip. So it's not right. So you don't get that. And that is one of the most convoluted things I've ever seen. You got to reverse addresses and put them in there. That's another thing they need to No, you don't. You put your home, well, at least when I did it, um, of course, those things change almost every couple days, but you put your home address as the destination and it says, this. that's very near to where you are. You sure that's what you meant to do? And then, right, then you go and add an address, which is the store. But as smart as they are, why couldn't they put something in the app? Do you want to take a return trip? You know, but oh well. 
it, it seems to me it, it it's right. That would be logical to have an option like round trip option. Right, going some kind of option. They got options for everything else, but I, I do think Julie had a good suggestion with those food stamps and swans. They really do do that, and if you can find the things you want. And it may cost you a little bit more, but by the time you pay access and an Uber back home, there goes those expenses. So, yeah. But, yeah, well, that. And, right. Like she said, she supplements it. So, you know, she could use Swans just to utilize the food stamps and get other things that Swans doesn't carry. Right. I haven't used Swans in a long time, but boy, I used to love their ice cream. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. thing, everything's frozen. I mean, you wouldn't get anything fresh. But Jackie Miller buys ice cream, what, a gallon and a half at a time. Good Lord. Go ahead, Joe. <laughs> Ellen, I should say. <laughs> yeah, um, you were. I, I understand the problem as far as, you know, at the, at the grocery store with the uh, get at the frozen foods. I mean, sometimes you you have a problem, and it's sometimes the, there's not that much of a selection. So you have to have somebody read it to you because the selection might they might they might run out of some of the stuff you normally get but um anyway by um at the uh website is schwann.com we've had that for oh we've done that we haven't done it in a long time but we have done it and so that might be another solution to the problem otherwise be vigilant and you know advocate for yourself and let them know like hey look I can't. I need somebody to read the read labels or whatever. I you know, and if you don't do that, I'm going to go a different way. Yeah. Well, you know, they're so busy they don't even care if you go a different way. But, but that that is one option for. But I would love to see the day when instant card. Well, I don't know how they would do it if people could call in their orders and and get it done that way. I'm seeing some restaurants are pushing back from DoorDash, uh, what is it, Grubhub and Seamless and Uber Eats because it costs so much for the small restaurants to do that that they're now setting up numbers where people can call and come and pick it up. I think the delivery service is what keeps... Um, well, they're you know, taking their percentage of the order. Right. The DoorDash and them are charging, getting a certain percentage of the price of the order, so they're losing money by, by using it. I have a restaurant here that does work with Grubhub, but I always call them directly for the delivery because it's cheaper to do that. Uh, I don't have to pay the Grubhub fee, and it's cheaper for me to do that with that restaurant that I use than I to know, use Grubhub uh, with that restaurant. Chris was going to talk about this. Chris was going to talk about that last week, where you can go on CrackerBarrel.com, place your order. Like, for example, sometimes we'd like to get that four-piece chicken dinner. Boy, that's good, too, by the way. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> With four pieces of chicken and two sides, and you get a roll bread or cornbread bread, whatever. But anyway... You can get it 3 or $4 cheaper by ordering that way than going through, you know, the apps because it's over $14. So, you know, if money is a concern to you, and like most of us, there's only so much money, that is one good way to, to do that. It's not, I love these places, but not everybody can use it. Okay, Jeff. One more hand. Okay, Bill. I thought you. I thought you were going to going to go into bed, but you're back with us again. Go ahead, Bill. 
Yeah, the only reason I'm going to say I'm going to mention that uh, Ellen mentioned about a carpet. That is great to use on your carpet because I had two dogs at one time, and you put that on every now you get rid of the dog's odor. And I think anyone who has a dog, even a, a seeing-eye dog, it wouldn't hurt because it doesn't hurt the animals. A vet told me that it will not hurt the animals on their paws, or their liquor paws, no problem. <laughs> And you do. You just spray it on and let it sit in back. But it does take the odor out. Of course, now you want to get your carpet clean professionally or something every, every now and then. And as far as the um, grocery store thing, if the cars are four foot long and a person walks in front of you, they're going to be six feet away from you. And the thing with a mask, here's a misconception. The mask does not protect you from the virus. It protects the person that's with you from the virus. You can't spread it through it. You can still, if you're close enough, you with a person with a, without a mask, you could still get the virus through your mask, no matter what kind you might wear. You put the 995 or N95 or whatever they are. They're talking about that this morning on the radio, that the government now is saying that everybody should use the N95 mask. But it still will not stop any virus penetrating that mask if they really sneeze on you or really get close to you. Now, now medical professionals use that mask, but if they're with a patient that's on the operating table, <laughs> that person is not going to really sneeze or cough back at them. So, but the mask will protect the other person. So I don't understand what her problem, what their problem was at that store. Of course, you're in Texas. That's a different thing. Texas may be starting to get shut down. That's another another subject. That's in the but, uh, but anyways, the mask protects the person that you're with. It doesn't protect you. Again, we we don't know the whole story in the sense that the, we know. I know Fran's side of it, but the store there. You know, I always say it, and I say it again and again and again. You can. You can you can make legislation and you can do all the law law legislation you want, but you can't legislate people's attitudes no matter what you do. That's that's oh that's yeah a, right you can't you can't that's you part can. of the issue. But, so, but I, but I would tell her to advocate for herself. I mean, you got to admit that's that's just one of those things. She has a right to shop, or if she takes somebody with her. I mean, has she got a friend that can go with her when she needs to go, or is there in the neighborhood where she lives? Can she take? Maybe a, the, the teenager would like to go with her and earn a couple, get a couple bucks just to walk yeah. through the store with her. All right. Thank you, right. Bill. Thank right. you. Thanks. But the problem is you're defeating the whole purpose of food. Well, I'm <laughs> look for an alternate store that will take the stamps other than eight. Right. And, the, you know. Because I do believe we, we support with our dollars. And right. if someone doesn't want our business, then we should take it That's out. That's right. Gary, go ahead. You had your, you had your hand up. Yeah, one thing about it, uh, two, well, two quick comments. First of all, you know, I get tired of hearing people say, well, find somebody to go with you. You know, what do you do, conjure them up? Where do you yeah. get them if you don't have a lot of excited people in your life? Um, and also, things with COVID-19 aren't, everything that's happening doesn't make sense. So we keep talking about, well, it should be this way and that way, but the things are, they're the way they are. And the way they should be may be completely different, but we can't, everything that we think about is completely wrong in this crisis anything that we uh thought we could do you know most things are not the way they were just a few weeks short months ago and so we have to kind of quit thinking about well they used to do this and blah 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 and they should do this because they're not can you be more you i mean what do you i understand but <laughs> I, this is a whole new normal in a sense and i, I yeah. the rules keep changing day to day that's part of the problem gary yeah exactly that's exactly right we don't know what is and is because it's there's no real basis of you know to build your knowledge on so you have to kind of flow with it and because we we don't know i mean we don't know what all these crowds getting together we don't know 
how th- things are going to be. You know, some things you would think they would have they they would have problems, and they don't have problems. I don't know. We don't know. We keep hearing, well, there's going to be sports, da 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 da. But this many players have gotten COVID nineteen and whatever. It just seems to be all out of kilter, you know, this year. So I don't know. But I'm just saying, in the case of Walmart, I was there, and the problem is, you might wear a mask. But there's very few customers wearing masks. The employees are required to wear masks. But, you know, you can get it from the other customers. There's no there's no 100% guarantee, unfortunately. These customers aren't following the rules. You know, and that that's why I, I appreciate those workers who are working at a grocery store. It, it's very hard. But there does need to be a way. Jeff, are we out of callers? We are all up to date, my friend. So I'll turn it over to you, Bill. I'm going to ask just a couple questions just for, for, you know, are you, A, more likely to participate in a blindness convention this year since you can do it virtually on your phone or the PC and register for one of these conventions? Has this been a, a blessing for you this year? Or, you know, I, I know you would love to travel there, but I think we're missing out on a lot of people who can't travel because of money or whatever. Why should the conventions only be for them? What What are you guys thinking? Panel, callers, do you think this is been a blessing and we'll never turn back from the way we're doing it this year or at least a combination of i hope that they don't because i think it's a wonderful idea because it's going to give a lot of people more opportunities to go to workshops and things like that because so many things happen at the same time and those places are so big you can't get from the general session to the luncheon that's somewhere very fast on time and I think it's a wonderful thing. I hope I hope that they do keep it up. Yeah, I'm excited about it because I've never done NFB convention, and I just signed up last night for the online career fair on Tuesday the 14th. So that'll be neat to actually participate in that. I think the future is going to be regular conventions as well as Zoom as well as Zoom participation. That's what I think it's going to be, Mike. And, and I'm, you know, I'm glad ACB's doing it, but I'm a little concerned that if you don't have your password, like I did it two years ago, and I just don't know what it is, you actually have to call someone that they can't get with modern technology and let you reset your password. A pretty standard function of modern web design. I mean, so, but it is a good thing, and it's. It's going to be a challenge. Interesting. I'm sure there'll be a few snafus because you're we're bringing a lot of people up doing things they've never done before. You know, hosting a Zoom event and then streaming it back uh, to like ACB Radio or NFE's going to stream a lot of their stuff. So you won't have to do Zoom. A lot, a lot of the events you could just listen to them stream. So that's something I've been advocating for dating back to 2000. Is I've always said if these organizations would stream their events, more people would become interested and hear the camaraderie and then want to go attend the event. So, right. I think the big thing, Mike, is, uh, is and I do like the conventions. I like going to the convention. But if, if the new normal means that we're going to have it both ways, that's great. I like the idea of going to a convention and going to the exhibit hall and getting hands-on experience, which you don't get on, a, on an online experience. But again, this is something that, that we're going to be dealing with this year, and I think it's going to be in the future. It's going to be here. Zoom isn't going away. 
even if they have a regular convention that people go to, Bill, it's not going away, and I think that it'll be both ways. That's what I think will be the future. There's some people that just simply can't afford the cost of going right. to a convention. They just so, can't afford it, but you're missing out on a lot of great people. Where did I hear that there was 4,000 people registered for the NFB already? Yeah, and that was a week ago or so. so right, so I mean... 4,200. 4, yep. And I don't care what convention you go to. NFB, ACB, it makes no difference to me. If you're involved and committed and want to do that, go for it. But if you look, can we are include- at the, we are the only ones. I mean, uh, like the National Association of Broadcasters, their 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 conventions or that are all the radio conventions are going to are going digital. They're going to be virtual this year. So that that's, it gives uh, people the opportunity who could have never participated, and this is a great thing because you're going to get people involved. We have to applaud the blindness organizations because a lot of people just cancel their events and that's it. Okay. Can't do it. Right. I know the Lions Club, I've been, even though I'm not the president yet, I will be tonight, but we'll take a fact of live one. But the point is we've done all our meetings virtual and I've had that set up since day one. We've not missed out on a meeting. And... We've just got to do that. Do we have any more comments, Jeff? Yeah, we do have, and we haven't heard from her for quite a while. Go ahead, Beth Mullen, go ahead. Yeah, it's Beth, whoop. You're on, go ahead. Okay, is Beth Moline. Oh, um, I'm sorry, that's the way the speech I decided. No, no, that's okay, that's okay. But I'm all in favor of what's going on this year, but at the same time, I'm, I'm, I sure wouldn't mind seeing people do it the way some of you have suggested, having it virtual as well as in person, because I think it's it's nice to have variety, varieties, it's spice of life. What can I say? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I agree with you, but don't you also agree that people who can't afford, because it costs a lot of money to go to a convention. It does. It does. And I've been there several times to the NFB national conventions and state conventions, and I'm really, um, <laughs> you know, I think I wouldn't have minded actually going to the national convention this year in person, but I did register for it, for, of course, to do the online, and I hope I do all right. <laughs> oh, I think you'll do fine. Can you do both? Can a person register for both NFB exactly. and ACB? Well, yeah, why not? Right. I mean, they're different days. I think you could. They don't overlap. Right. This year. They don't overlap this year, so you probably could. And even if they did overlap, you'd have the best of both worlds. You just attend the events you want. And they're claiming, at least ACB's claiming, have archives of everything. I haven't, I don't know, Tim, if the NFB's made that commitment to get everything archived, but. Well, they always do for the national anyway, as far as regular sessions go. Right, but I'm talking about the other sessions. Right, all the spin out sessions and everything. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's a job. And you got to commend those people. It would be fairly easy with Zoom, and actually, Zoom does a pretty good job of recording if you use the app, I mean, as far as for recording. That's a good stuff. All right, Jeff. All right, we've got, uh, let me just see here. we got Bill, Julie, and Alan Ramos. So go ahead, Bill. Yeah, real quick. Uh, you guys answered most of the questions, but I did hear, because I listened to ACB Radio now and, and some of their stuff, and they were talking the other day. They are going to do the convention this year virtual, 
And if you want to take some of like their special CE courses or some of their special things, you got to contact them somehow and get a special password or something to get into those courses and pay the fee. And then they were also talking about if this works out this year, they're going to virtual every convention now on plus live convention because the uh, ACB is supposed to come back to Schaumburg, I think, in 2023 or something like that. But anyway, they said that they're going to, um, if the virtual works good this time, they're going to do virtual all the time, plus have the, the uh, in-person convention at the same time. That way they say they can get more people to see it. Like like Tim said, you got 4,200 at the NFB. Okay, you know if you have a convention, you're not going to get 4,200 people to come to the convention in person. So you really got more participation. Right, the because they couldn't afford it, right. On. But right. Not, there's no convention in the blind convention. You don't get that many people in one place. Well, next year's ACB convention is going to be in Phoenix, Arizona. So Right, right. But what I'm saying is this is just a literal numbers that Tim said they already have registered on the NFB. And I don't know about the ACB because I don't know anybody with it to tell you that. But when he said 4,200, well, he knows himself there'll be no 4,200 people at their national convention. I just hope most of those people elect to stream because Zoom, they're going to have some challenges packing that many people into Zoom rooms. I I attended an event with 1,400 people, a Zoom conference, and they used seven different rooms to make that work. And uh, so I'm a little concerned from a technology standpoint, but I hope all goes well. Go okay. ahead, Julie, you're next. Yes, actually, I am one of those who signed up for both conventions. Oh, okay. Uh, I... We can't afford to go, to, although we maybe would have considered going to ACB this year. Uh, someone wanted us to go with them on the train, and we might have been able to come up with doing that. But physically, it's pr- it would be pretty hard for both of us to go to the conventions, um, and affording would be definitely out of the question. Um, but because of that, I was able to, you know, normally, except for Jews, I'm not able to make donations to the organizations. In this way, I was able to make donations to both organizations. Um so that's good but i don't know i have not seen anything you need to sign up for some of the workshops for nfb because i have not i i can't answer that question maybe tim can i don't know i know acb has a lot of user groups and but i don't know about nfb tim would have to answer that question yeah i guess i i would say um i i know there's um meetings plan and for a lot of the groups like uh nfb and computer science i saw and and things and they're going to be using zoom rooms you know uh what do they call them breakout breakout rooms rooms. yeah i would say that the event the deadline was the 15th i think now you're going to start seeing notifications of the different events but i saw the career event only because i'm on the the web administrators list for the different affiliates to do the website so otherwise i don't know if i would yeah. have thought so i posted it on the list of the states that i oversee but so i think that's Mike, maybe you could explain the breakout rooms because i know you were involved with that a while ago can you maybe for those who aren't familiar with that well i don't know if they're really using breakout rooms i don't know if that's the right term for it because you can create other rooms 
Uh, but what breakout rooms are essentially is you can take a Zoom conference and split it into 50 rooms and Zoom will just, so I don't think that's exactly what, they're just other alternate rooms. But these breakout rooms, what they did is we had like 200 people in there and it would automatically create 50 rooms and put four people in each of those rooms. So that's like an event, you go somewhere and you're at a table and all of a sudden they ask a question and it, then everyone at your table, you guys discuss it amongst yourself. So it's kind of a networking thing to break out and have people talk and get to know each other. So I don't know if breakout rooms are the right term, but it, you can have alternate rooms, just as Bill can tell you. So maybe your main room does 300 and then you can have little rooms that have 100 and they'll email just the people uh, that signed up to attend those events. Very good. Alan Ramos, you're going to be next. Go ahead, Alan. Oh, yes. I'm going to attend the California Council of the Blind Convention. I've already registered. I'm one of the delegates in one of the chapters, so I'm going to do that. Are you going to do the ACB National Convention? I haven't decided if I was going to do that or not, but I might, you know. Yeah. Thanks. And yes, a lot, I've been getting uh, notices regarding uh, meetings that you will have to contact these individuals to get the Zoom link or passwords or whatever that you need to get. Yeah, you'll have to sign yeah. up because they can't be passing yes. them. What's that deadline? This Sunday or 21st or something? It's coming up. Ours is already today uh, for the California Council of the Blind at noon for registration. Uh, ACB, I think, is Sunday. NFB's already passed, actually. Yeah. yeah. For the. I'm sorry. The California Council of the Blind, did, the deadline is today for their registration at noon. I would say the NFB will have registration available. It's just that this was to get people so that they could send out information to them and stuff like right. that. Right. Um, and uh, I saw that JR asked um, about when Zoom is going to start charging. Well, they, they always have. It's just that it's based on what kind of an account you have, and there are free accounts, and that'll always be free, I think. The free account gives you, a, a, you can only have a meeting for free for 45 minutes. Uh, right. they, had, they had it opened up when everything was really closed down a few months ago. That was unlimited, but that's been changed. It's back to what it was originally. But if you, if you have a free account, it doesn't mean that you, you're limited to 45 minutes on a, using someone else's paid account. No, right. It, and I you think, know. doesn't Zoom, you can have a one-on-one, -on -one, just two people? I think, don't they consider a meeting of three people? So you could talk to someone else unlimited? Have they changed that? I'm not sure. No, I, haven't, I don't know. I haven't had the experience of doing that. Uh, and you don't get yeah, all I've, the functionality on a free account, like with the phones and all of that. People. Yeah, they don't have phones anymore. No, and, the and there's other weird things, like you can't do stuff in stereo with a free account, whereas you can okay. with a paid account and things like that. Well, they're in the purpose to make money, and oh, yeah. that, that's what they do. How's our hand situation, Jeff? We're, 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 oh, hold on. I'm sorry. Let me just check again. No, we're caught up. Okay. You know what I thought I'd do is take a break for just a moment. Uh, got to drink some coffee, Jeff. And we've got a nice demo prepared for us. We're going to switch subjects here just a little bit. And Teresa and Abby Fleener have done a demo of the OptiGrill. And some people may have heard about this. And I thought we would just play a little bit. It's about eight minutes. But I think you're going to find it very interesting. This is a little different demo than what Chris and Dave would do, but it's still fine. It's informational, and then I'll talk about our experience with the OptiGrill, but I want you to 
hear this demo from a very satisfied OptiGrill owner. Here we go. Hi, this is Tian, and I'm doing a demonstration slash podcast of the OptiGrill. And I have my sister, Abby, awesome Hi. Abby. Hi, with, everybody. With me to not only help me with this podcast, but test some of the goodies. This is a new grill that's out on the market called the Tefal Opti Grill. And it's a fancy grill that will alert you when your food is rare, when it is medium rare, and when it's done. And it does this by beeping. So when you are cooking a meal, you'll preheat. It'll beep when it's preheated, you put your food on. It will beep at rare, beep at medium rare, and then beep when it's, it'll actually, it won't beep when it's done, it'll sing you a song. So what we're gonna do right now is preheat our grill. Okay, we're gonna preheat our grill. First of all, okay, Abby. Yes. Abby's hands are on the grill right now. And Abby is, first of all, before Abby sets the grill up, we're gonna tell you what all the buttons are. The first button is power, then you have defrost, hamburger, chicken, sandwich, sausage, beef or pork, fish, manual, and okay. Now all these buttons are on the handle. And they're bubbles. They're not they flat. They, you can feel every button. It feels like little bubbles, though. The grill itself is probably a foot wide by nine inches deep, and it's got like a frame around it on the lid. So the top tray bounces. It's got a spring in the back. It's got a spring in the back. So when you when you lift it up, it bounces a little bit to adjust the for the additional um, thickness of products. So what we're going to do is we're going going to turn it on. So we want power. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, um, if you can go over to the steak button. Oh, what number was it? Um, it's the fourth from the end if you go from right to left. One, two, three. Okay, now hit your okay button. That's at the end. The last one. Yeah. Now, did, if you heard I that heard, click. I did hear it click. Now it's going to preheat and it will beep when it's preheated. Uh, we're going to talk um, and this will, of course, pre oh, hear it. Yeah, it'll that'll stop. Yeah, it does. I don't know if you can hear it. I will tell you that this grill is pretty pricey, and it's the reason I'm doing this demonstration because a lot of people would like to have it, but don't exactly know what it does, so can't really justify the expense of it. I've seen it for as much as $179. I have a friend that got it for $150 at Bed Bath & Beyond. Amazon, I think, is selling it for $159. I got mine at Walmart, and it was $179. I didn't bother to research it. I just got it. So you might want to do your research, and you might find it cheaper. But anyway, tonight we are having ribeyes, um, twice-baked potatoes, and salad. For this demonstration, we're going to get our steaks cooked so that we can um, uh, at least get that done. So I'm going to get those out of the refrigerator. Now, you've got those in like a marinade? Yeah. Um, it's like, it's um, Laurie's Urban and Garlic Marinade. Okay. Should be beeping soon, so we might want to be quiet. There it is. Now it's beeping. It's preheated. 
so we can put our steaks on. All right, I'm lifting up the lid. Yeah, and I'm letting her do that job. Okay, Abby, uh, stand back, please. Abby's way over here by the stove. All right. Okay, now it's cooking, obviously. Now we will wait. Oh yeah, you can smell it. It's very, it definitely puts out an aroma while it's cooking. Um, also, the drip tray is um, a great thing. The, the drip tray is um, a big one and it slides it underneath the front of it. However, it's not like the Foreman grills. It doesn't just sit there. It clips between the two feet, front feet. So that so it's that, stable. So that you can't knock it out. Okay, now we got a rare piece of meat. Beep, beep, and it's blinking yellow. So we're gonna open this, check it out. Okay, it's rare. Now we're gonna wait for it to go to uh, orange for medium. Now it's beeping again, is that still rare? Nope, I think this is rare. This is rare. Um, so what was the first beep beep? I think it was reheating the temperature, it had to be, because it's not showing, I can look at it, it's showing uh, yellow. It had to have been uh, maintaining its temperature. But that's what it does for the two, first two things, it goes beep beep, beep beep, and then it blinks, the little light thing blinks. We're just waiting, and I'm going to get down a couple plates. Take this fork, and we'll poke some holes in them. We can do that. Okay. Okay, now we're, we, we're, we are orange, so we are medium. So I'm going to lift this up, and these are cooking nicely. And that's the song we want to hear. So, I will now lift the lid. Okay, I hope you wanted a well done steak, Abby. Uh, yes. Okay, hold on. One steak. Oh, now. Now, after you cook it, it's gonna be, it's gonna beep at you. For tw after 20 seconds, it'll beep every time you, you know, if you haven't taken it off. So, and this is a song it sings. So it does sense when the meat is removed. I don't know, and now, yes, it does, because it just cleared, the screen just cleared. Now I'm gonna turn it off, and um, I hope you've all enjoyed this. Oh, actually, here, let me, let me have you taste it. It's really flavorful, it has, it's not dried out. It's not burned. It's not burned, correct. It's really good. Okay. Well, I hope everyone's enjoyed this demonstration of the T-Fowl OptiGrill. And uh, if you have any more questions, you may find me on the site, vipconduit.com, or you can catch me on Facebook. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. There you go. There you go, Michael. Um, 
That little was a demo. Good job. Yeah, uh, concise. I'm hungry already, and it's not even twelve o'clock. You know, we <laughs> we had one of those. I bought one brand new, and it didn't work. It didn't work out of the box, and they had to go get. You had to go get a book, and you had to go get something to reset it. It took sighted people. You had to program in all these codes, and it'd last for a week or two, and it'd have to be done again. That was, our unit was a and they wouldn't replace it but it could cook good i think we got a question from yeah i'm just waiting for julie to unmute herself here it really did do meat well once it when it worked right um let me i'd like to know if if, if they've improved that because uh, the way it sounds like uh, abby and her sister were working it sounded pretty good actually so yeah i think there's different models now i want to say that that demo was maybe 2017 it's not brand new i'm not sure the exact date but then my other question to bill would be because you've got some other things for that price could you not get something that's more multi-purpose well you probably could and there's there's probably better ways maybe even the june would do it but it's even even a a bigger price but the optic the the grill we've got the the breville can actually cook a steak faster you just don't get the beeps I just wasn't pleased with their customer service. Uh, but Doug has had his, and he's he had one with no problems. He switched it out eventually for the Breville, but it, it kind of pre it predetermines what's done and what's not done, and a lot of that is on the thickness of the meat, and meat with the bone could cause a problem. So... Um, that could be an issue, but... One thing I did like about it that she pointed out, though, is that we had a George Foreman for a long time, too, and it's, it was a nice grill, but the tray was so... The grease tray was so easy to move out of the way if you hit it or something, and then you'd get grease everywhere. For those that lock in place are a lot better for that. I had an original Hamilton Beach grill that was like that, Jennifer. It would, uh, it would lock in place so the, the grease tray wouldn't move out of the, yeah. out of the way. And uh, uh, but I don't use them anymore. But I used to I used to just to serve a broiler on my on my oven to do that stuff now. But but I I did like the Foreman grill. The problem is that the coating they use on those things eventually kind of wears off, no matter what you do to clean it. I don't it. care and, which one of them it does, Jeff. And I didn't think the Hamilton Beach was in the same class with these other grills. That would that I, I agree. Me. Julie, you have your hand raised. Go ahead. Yes, and I apologize. I could not manage to unmute myself earlier. It just kept going back to stay muted. But anyway, now with this grill, do you not have to turn the meat? No. No, no. It, no. it actually cooks it on both sides. Time. Yeah, it's when you close it. It's like the George Foreman. Yeah, you do not have to turn the meat over. The only the cool thing is it's got the springs that they were talking about keeps it from crushing whatever you have underneath it because it kind of holds itself up based on the thickness of what... Yeah, that would be great for chicken. And it wasn't yeah. a bad thing, but you have to be, if you're, if you just want to wait till it cooks till it's done, that's great. But if you want something rare or medium, you have to be there listening for those beeps. So if if you want to change from the norm, then then that's what you have to do. You have to be there for that. So it's not based upon minutes. So. It's, you know, 
Of course, I'm going to get in trouble for this bill because I always say when in doubt, hire out because I, I'm one of those guys that really does hate to cook, even though I do cook, but I don't like doing it. You but were but my, question, yeah. my question would be what types of appliances do those of you listening have, you know, air fryers or non, you know, outside of the oven and microwave, what devices are you using? Well, I, I've got a Cuisinart oven in Florida, which does a pretty good job on a steak. My Breville does a pretty good job. There's even a Power XL I've had that does a fairly good job on a steak. The broiler, Chris and Dave would say they're Traeger, though they're, we're going to be talking about this at some point. There are some options out there which are tremendously cheaper than theirs that come in about $1,000. There are some yeah. cheaper options that will do the same thing. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Tim, what do you, how do you cook a steak? Uh, well, actually, most of the time, we, a lot of times, if we don't do it on the grill outside, which is a, an old gas grill. That you've had for years and years, it connects to the house? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we use, we do it inside and basically fry it. But we have one of those, oh, what do they call them? Anyway, it's a big weight that you put on the steak on top. That, yeah, the flatten the steak. You keep it flat. Yeah. Right. That anyway, really is a flat iron steak. Yeah. Anyway, and that works that works well. Um mm. by the way we have a uh, actually we have sort of two but uh, one of them I'm not so sure of um, uh, calls. Uh, yeah go ahead and then I'm gonna tell you how my friend in Pennsylvania she cooks her steaks in a skillet. She okay. actually pan fries these steaks. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. If you need to register, if you need to pay to register for the NFE and ACB conventions, thank you. Bye. Now, who is that, that was Tim? Connie from I, Connie from yeah. Michigan, Kalamazoo. And, oh, Michigan. Okay. Yeah, Connie's from Kalamazoo. Register the ACB is $25 and NFB is free. So that's probably why they can do more rooms and do different things with that, with the paying the 25. I don't and know. And is there a late registration fee for HCB as well, Mike? Is it like if I, didn't if I didn't register to the last minute? No, I, I don't know anything about think it. So. I think they have cutoffs, and then you can still listen to the streams. They'll have all the main general sessions and a lot of stuff streamed. But We're going to register today. Door prizes and right. breakout Zoom rooms and. Uh, for the sessions and things. But NFE is free. Yes, but their but, deadline's passed, so I don't know right. if you'll be able to get in later. Tim, do you have another call? Yeah. Um, this one is from Al in Cleveland. Here we go. Good morning, everyone. On the Coffee Club show, this is Al from Cleveland. I was curious about something. Why isn't Aunt Jemima discussed on the air here? Where can I find information about Aunt Jemima? Why isn't being taken off the shelves in the frozen food sections? I was wondering, uh, why, is a, why is it a big deal that Aunt Jemima is not being discussed? Thank you. Well, well, I guess the only way to answer that question is um, th that is probably way beyond our pay grade. And we strive not to be offensive to 
to a lot of people, and we don't want somebody to make some insensitive comments, perhaps. And perhaps this show's a little lighter. Um, I'm sure there's places you can go read and hear about that. It's not we're trying to censor. It's just... Um, it's um, it's a very, very politically charged subject right now. And, you know, that's probably why, I mean, if there's a serious demand for it, I'm sure we could discuss it. But, Mike, you might want yeah, to help and it's us. Not really, it doesn't really affect the dis- disabled community, which we try to talk about things of interest to the blind, low-vision community. So it doesn't really have relevance there, but I, mean, I think right, it's just trying I mean, to stay away from that rabbit it's hole. It's the same of, thing. There was a restaurant that had to change its name and ultimately went out of business back in the seventies. It's the same type issue, and I don't think that we're we should broach this issue right now at this point. That's just my opinion. So, Jenny, do you have? You're the one. Why well, wasn't even trying to be political or anything about it? It's just a brand that's been around for a hundred and thirty years, and with all this stuff that's going on it's just a shame to see a company like that have to spend all the dollars to rebrand and and who knows they may never bring it back right so we it's not that we and that might be once this talk channel gets going people if that's some interest of what they get going we just um, it's so easy. I mean, it's not a, I wasn't bringing it up as a political thing. I just think you know, it's just the way things are now. That that things that have been institutions are being think they need to change, and you got yeah. you know states changing the names of cities that have been that city right. name for a gajillion years. Right, but we we just elected and made the decision not to cover it up, not to. Not to do anything at all, and that's not not our issue here. Bill, you have a, you have your hand raised here again. Let's uh, let me get to you here, Bill. And Go if ahead, you Bill. Start off in any political rant, Bill. You'll be going. No, I'm not going political for okay, you. No, you're talking about what I, I like the old George Foreman. I've had that for yeah. years. I'm like, I bought a new one. I can cook with a George Foreman, do it on the broil. And also, pan frying steaks is a real great way. I do that too. I got a big old. Uh, 12-inch or bigger cast mm-hmm. iron skillet, and I cook a lot of steak and stuff, and that's basically, it's great to cook fried chicken in a cast iron skillet. Oh, do you yeah. put you olive oil in that? Do you put oil in the pan when you fly the steak, and then there was, and do you heat up the pan use, for quite a while? I use, I use just regular old oil. I don't use any olive oil. I just use regular yeah. oil. When you want to, I just, you know, it's a different brand, but just say the old Crisco and stuff, I use the same old stuff I've been used for years to cook, and this other stuff, it's okay. People cook with olive oil. They cook with that. It's okay. But if you if you do your stuff in moderation, you don't have to really worry about all that stuff. My doctor told me that. He said, you just cook and you eat. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just you got to use moderation. It's the same way with anyone that's, well, anything wrong with the diabetic or anything. If you know you're a diabetic, don't stuff yourself full of candy and cookies and sweet rolls and cakes and stuff. That's so, that's so you eat, fun. You eat other foods. Well, yeah, you, it, it's not fun, but I mean, you, you, you just you substitute other foods. Now, it doesn't hurt to have a piece of candy now and then or a well, piece of cake. And you're but, talking about the steaks, Bill, and you'd like listen to Jeff Zakarian on QVC, any of these steaks, any of these food preparation people, or chefs, I should say. They use a they use a cast iron skillet to cook the steak in, and they right. heat the skillet up to as hot as it can go, and they put the steak in, right. and they, they then they lower 
throwing the heat on the steak at at, at some point. And I mean, I'm not a, I've, I've never done it that way, but it, but my sister told my sister's tried it out, and she told me it works well. And uh, well, it doesn't. And that, uh, isn't it hard to flip two steaks at a time or three? No, you use a uh, a pair of tongs, you hook under them, and you flip them, or you um, you can use it depending on how well thick the steak is. I've used tongs. Uh, and you've used uh, a fork where you just stick and stake a fork into the edge of the steak and just, just flip it over. I mean, it's... it's you know what I did? I had course, silicone... Now, now they got... Oh, go ahead, Jeff. I have silicone gloves, and I can actually touch the steak with my silicone gloves and uh, that don't burn me, and I can actually pick them up in my hand and flip it. I shouldn't yeah, do that. I was going to say, that I just, as I mentioned, you, you beat me too. I was going to say, I know, uh, what is it, Blind Mike Mart or whatever it is. I know I've seen I've seen his site, and I know he advertises those gloves that you can touch the food up to what is 500 degrees or something like that, and it won't it won't burn you. They're regular hot pads you can use to touch your food when you're frying or reach in the oven and pick food, you know, pick your stuff out. We got and some of those. They're not, they're not cheap. I know they're not cheap. I know that. But if you really need that, I mean, it's. What a big skillet! You can you can kind of go by the. I, I some people say they they put things in there like a clock face, and they can tell like there's one at nine o'clock and one at three o'clock and one at six o'clock, and then they know which one they flipped. Well, yeah, you got to know which one you flipped. I mean, yeah, that's the way to do it. You put them in like I do the same thing. You put them in like a, a clock dial on a clock, and when you get ready to flip them, you'll say, okay, your handle maybe is. As well, depending. Uh, usually, I set my handle to the side on the stove. So, say if my handle's point nine or three, well, then I leave the handle there. And of course, you know, you got a piece of steak at twelve. You got one at six. You got one at three. One at four. Maybe you got one in the middle as a post for the. You might have five steaks. What the size are, you know. Okay. Now, I've never had any trouble cooking, but I like the George Foreman grill. Cause in fact, in fact, I just cooked me a uh, burger on the Foreman grill last night. You and, just, the, and the burgers I love, I don't know if anybody does this or not, but you're talking about buying food. I love Omaha steak stuff. They got the greatest tasting burgers you ever want. You, you, they're even better than going to a restaurant. My burgers here, I can fix them as better than I've been to most restaurants. And Omaha steak is not that expensive uh, when you stop and think about it. You look at some of their deals. You get one of their deals, the stuff comes frozen, and they deliver it to you and it comes frozen and you can get sometimes two 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 or two two or three different types of steak and chicken and pork chops or fish or al gratin potatoes or twice baked potatoes or you can get desserts and someday you can get that stuff for like 129 bucks and my daughter and i we order all the time well, when my wife was living we ordered omaha steak I like of those apple tartlets. Yeah. Oh, they're great in in the wild, in the berry tartlets. Oh, yeah, they're they're cool. but the, but but their burgers. You put their burger on a foreman grill, and I mean, you'd you'd swear you were in the top rest and put some, you know, doctored up with whatever way you want. You know, cheese, lettuce, tomato, all that stuff. But I mean, it's really really good. But but as far as like the uh, girl in Texas, I'm not sure if they take food stamps or not. You'd have to check. But Omaha steak is another way you can get a lot of your meats. Uh, you know, so. Touching you yeah, oh, yep. yeah, we're we're right here. Yeah, I heard a buzz on my phone. I thought. I thought yeah, sometimes your phone does, does that. Once in a while. That yeah. was that Anyways. was telling you the laundry's done, Bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. or I've or I've talked long enough to Bill, right? <laughs> but no, no, I like I like you know I like I get I get Omaha steaks all the time, and it's convenient. You know, you just go online and you can look at their deals, or you can order the way you want. And, it comes to you, FedEx, frozen, yeah, and they I've tell never you the tried Omaha steaks. 
Well, you need to try sometime, Bill. It's really good. It's really good food because it's not that expensive. I mean, you can you can look at their deals and you can get a package deal where you get you know like, or you can buy just separate stuff. If you want to buy if you want to buy just nothing but chicken, you can buy chicken too, or you can just buy burgers. You can just buy steaks. But they have these combo deals, and they even have. Um, oh, I'll tell you one thing. It's really good. It's not is their their pot roast. I mean, if you if you like pot roast. I just fixed one uh, Sunday. Their pot roast is a, two, it's a little over two pounds. It's a it pot roast. You can thaw it, you put it in a pan, you cover the foil, and you only bake it at 400 degrees for 50 minutes. And when it gets out, you can shred it to make shredded barbecue beef if you want. And it is tasty. Did they have potatoes it's with it or carrots? or? Yeah, I, I had mashed potatoes and carrots with it. Hmm. Yeah, I picked my own mashed potatoes in it. Because I have potatoes here, but Same. I've done potatoes out rotten with it. I've done their, their twice baked potato. And if you like stuff sold, or they got a stuff sold that's out of the world. Well, and I, I think they ought to be they ought to be paying for our section here, uh, Omar's game. <laughs> Bill, do you have a separate freezer to put all that stuff in? I mean, because I only have a refrigerator. Yeah, I've got, I've got, yeah, I've got uh, a big freezer. I've had a big freezer for well, when I had kids, I had to have a freezer. We had to keep you know, extra food. So we always had a freezer. And then my mother used to used to um, freeze. Well, that when they had the farm, they used to slaughter a steer every year. And my brother and I took a half and split it in half and then my mother she had a half and she would she donate the half to uh, the religious school she taught at for their lunch programs mm-hmm. and that and then um, so we always had I'd have room to put all this meat when I get the get the meat from them and then just other stuff we keep in there other frozen food you know of course so I, so I've this is the second one I've had since I've been here I had a chest type before now I got it upright but yeah, all right in fact I got one full refrigerator. Well, I got actually two freezers in the basement. It's upright and a smaller one that I got. My neighbor didn't want any more, so I just took it and I used it to keep vegetables in and stuff. Protect. We can fix a lot of our own vegetables, blanch right. them, and, and uh, freeze them. Thank you. Anyone else here? We're gonna make sure we're not. Back yeah, come, we have one more hand raised. So thank you, Bill. Thank you very much. Okay, go ahead. All right, who's our next victim, Jeff? Uh, Alan, Alan Ramos again. Go ahead. Yes, I am. Uh, yes, I am. All this food is making me hungry, but Walter and I only have a small apartment, so we can only store so much in our refrigerator. Right, but when you get it in there, you can cook it, right? Oh, yeah, I can cook it. You can cook it? What? How do you cook a steak, Alan? I, I, I probably would cook it in the skillet, or more than likely. I don't have a grill or anything like that, and I do have an air fryer. Yeah, they're okay in an air fryer, yes. but I don't believe you can beat a skillet. No, I don't believe you can beat a skillet. Uh, I don't believe you can beat one at all. Um, so you guys like to cook or not so much? I, I do it uh, for just Walter and I. There's only two of us, and sometimes my cousin helps us out with the cooking chores during Christmas and Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, but on a daily basis. Uh, do you, I do most of it. You do most of the cooking? Yes, I do all the cooking, as a matter of fact. Oh. Yeah, it, you know, it just depends. So your your number one go-to vice is the skillet, or is it the... the skillet uh, and air fryer. Sometimes I might use the oven every now and then. You know. What's your favorite thing to cook in the air fryer? Well, my thing is french fries, potato tops, and those kind of things in the air fryer. Yeah. Turn out wonderful. And that's pretty good that way. Chicken wings are really good in there, too. Yeah, chicken wings can be good. Have you ever cooked um, 
I cooked even okra in there for Jennifer. Oh, I have not cooked it. Um, okra works pretty good. Breaded mushrooms is oh. good in there. Some they have air fryer ovens so that you can, uh, it's an oven uh-huh. and an air fryer all in one. So. Well, now the, the the trend is to get multiple type things. That's what Walter and I are thinking about getting because we have a microwave that's just not, you know. Just not working uh, so last good. Lakes, you know. Yeah. I would be, if I were going to get a microwave, I might be tempted to go to one of the new Amazon models that you <gasps> can just talk to. Yeah. Um, that's what I would be kind of tempted to do. We've got a small one in Florida, but I'd probably go for the bigger one only because it's got more wattage. But other than that, it's nice to say, hey, cook a baked potato. Boom. Boom, it's done. You know, cook popcorn, cook whatever. Um, Cook these frozen vegetables or cook something for five minutes, three minutes, whatever. Cook two cups of french fries and she knows how long to cook them and what temperature to fry them at. Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, You know, so there's there's all kinds of ways out there. And there's, as they say, there's more than one ways to skin a cat. And there's just a lot of good ways to cook. And everybody's different. And, you know, if you don't have the room or whatever, you know, that pan, and it doesn't cost anything to cook it in that skillet. So we're we're getting close. We want to also acknowledge Nancy's call, Tim. I just saw hers in there. Um, she's acknowledging she bought the um, OptiGrill in, what, 2017, and she still uses it and, and loves it. So we want to acknowledge that. Thank you, Nancy, from the 414. Um, I'm sure they had to make improvements after we got that thing. Uh, that I was mean, a disaster. More popular. That was a disaster. Mike, do you have anything uh, else? I bought, I bought something new last night, so it might be a while before I get it, a week or two, but I've been hearing about it. There's some new earbuds by a company called Raycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N. Significantly less than the Apple products, and supposedly even better sound and Bluetooth 5. And the thing about the Apple Buds, they work great on the iPhone, but not so much if you try to use them on your Windows computer or, you know, Android. So I'll kind of give you a report when I get these. I got them for $68, the E525s, and we'll put them to their paces. Trouble is, it's hard to do this with hearing aids. Go ahead, Tim. I was going to say, Mike, I don't know if you had experience with this or not, but back when I had, I believe it was iOS 7, my Bluetooth headset used to sound great. And when they went to iOS 8, it changed it to that telephone quality. And it did that for a couple of them that I have, the Jabra and... I believe it also did it for the Logitech one that I use. And it was really disappointing. And I figured they'd maybe fix it with later updates. Well, I think what they wanted you to do was buy Bluetooth 5. And so that's why they made the other one sound crummy. That's just my thoughts. <laughs> that could be Apple. I mean, they're they're right now going under litigation for blocking competing services like Spotify. So we're going to see some stuff there. And all the companies, other companies are watching that because they get 30% off the items in the app store. So we'll... Yeah. 
It's like my, Apple got called out before for intentionally slowing down phones as they yeah. did in my six with iOS 11. So did they also get in trouble for the for not not allowing people to replace the batteries on their phones and all that stuff too? They had a problem with that whole thing. Right. That Mike. What yeah, and I'm concerned my do. new phone, the top speaker might I hear it, but it's really low level. And I went and checked the balance, and it, everything's set right. So I don't know if I already have a defect. What I should do is try it on my wife's Android phone and see if it sounds better. But yeah, I, you I, should. So you said you said the full does. full range, and now it's just yeah, fine. yeah. Now it's real, real telephonic. Well, you've heard me on the oh yeah, yeah on this Logitech, which actually now I'm using on the computer the same headset, but oh, it sounds so much better. You get full yeah, range. Yeah. I'll let you know these. I've uh, been hearing them on. In fact, I heard them, Bill. I think on a. I was listening to something on 93.1 in Indianapolis. I heard about them, but I heard some podcasts just gave them rave reviews, so I thought I'd give them a try. Well, that's that's good stuff. Um, Mike, as we wrapping up here, my lion's friends, and I'm typing it in wrong. Is that lions? Um, how did we? South, you have southportlions-in.org. Yeah, lions or. Say Southport that again. Lions. Southport Lions, all written together. Dash, dash in. Dot org. Okay. All right. Um, is there anything else? Um, I think I've got everybody's call in that I know of. Again, thank you, Nancy. Um, we have one here for all things radio, but we can deal with that. And we're almost Tim time here. No recipe today, because if we gave you one, God knows what would happen. Because um, depending upon our cooking, you'd be in real trouble. But I do it every day, but I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Well, I know something simple you can make that I used to make sometimes just for something different. You can take um, the Ballard biscuits and take a muffin pan and put them, you know, flatten them out in the muffin pan so they cover the bottom of the pan and go up the sides a little bit and brown some hamburger and a little onion and take some a little barbecue sauce and put in with that. And put them in the and put the meat in the in the raw biscuit dough, and sprinkle a little cheese of your choice on top, and pop it in the oven, and let it get brown. And we used to call them barnyard biscuits, barnyard muffins. Oh, there you go. There you go. There's there's your little recipe. And what are they called again? Barnyard muffins. Yeah, barnyard muffins. And you can, I mean, depending on how many, you know, it makes at least a muffin tin or two. Cause you how have long would you bake them? The normal time that you would bake biscuits, like 15 or 20 minutes. Just enough because you're just going to cook the biscuits and make the, and melt cheese. Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds good. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in this morning, uh, listening. Sometimes you'll agree with us, sometimes you won't. But we have fun, and we try to share and promote our community as best we can. And so thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Jeff, you have anything to say before we go, or are you gone? No, I think uh, we're done, and we'll catch you all tomorrow night on All Things Radio. Jennifer, anything before we go? 
Well, everybody have a good week. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. And Tim, take it away. Tim's show. All right.